welcome back to episode two of season two of Rhythm and Muse podcast with me, your host, Monique Wilson in the building, collaborating with UArts Radio. Once again, thank you to UArts and thank you to Michael Johnson for helping me with this opportunity. And thank you, thank you, thank you to my guest, my new fans, my old fans, all y'all. Because, like, depending on the different um, platforms and stuff, it grew. My fan base grew from it. So I'm a little bit happy because y'all, like, I love y'all for real. And thank you to my guest for tonight. Nico, Nico Bryant here. What's up? What's how up? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. That's good. 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 He just put out a new single called Cougar. Mm-hmm. So uh, my question is, do you really like cougars? <laughs> older women are beautiful. All women are beautiful. But older women, there's something special about them. You know, they got that, that special sauce, that special seasoning, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, there have been a few cougars that I've seen that I've liked. Oh, she fine, fine, you know. And I tried to spit game here and there, and uh, I can't talk too much about that because this is uh, somewhat school affiliated <laughs> on UArch Radio, so I ain't gonna get too into detail. But it's uh, okay, babe. You on my stuff? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so uh, you get it? Uh, no, I'm, I'm still a private but person. You know, you know, no, it's fine. I get it. I had a few experiences. Oh, <laughs> we gonna okay. leave it at that. Yeah, we are. So, how did this all come about? Was it from, like, you liking cougars, or was it because, like, let me just try something different, things of that nature? Like, how did it, how did that come about? A mix of both. Oh, okay. So, I was like, I want to try something different. I had found out about this car called the Mercury Mercury Cougar Mm -hmm. from, like, the 60s and 70s, and I was like, that's a fly car. And I was like, I want to write a song, Mm -hmm. because I wrote a song on my last album called Chicago Ones, where I talked about a girl, like... You're the girl I always wanted, but I couldn't afford you. Like, my favorite pair of Air Jordans, the Chicago ones. Aww. So I made that comparison. And so I was like, let me let me run that back, that type of idea. So I was like, okay. let me compare an older woman, a cougar, to this classic car, this vintage joint. And um, I've always had a crush on older women, like in Hollywood and all, like Janet Jackson, Nia Long, Halle Berry. And yeah. all the, the fine, fine women of that I've seen on TV and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just wanted to write a song about all the women, just saying, you know, young men would love some. I, this young man would love some love. I bring me some. All the cougars out there that's listening. All the cougars out there listening, come yeah. come get your son. Yeah, <laughs> come get your son, Nico. Yeah, yeah. All of that, and he sing good too. Got the falsetto. Come mm-hmm. on. Y'all know y'all want some. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so when it comes to your music, how did that come about? How did you become an artist come about? Um, So my parents had a gospel group when I was a kid. Mm. And so um, I would listen to them rehearse and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And my dad had a drum machine that he used sometimes on different gigs, like just program beat, then run it whenever the drummer couldn't be there. And so I was like, Dad, can I play it? And he was like, no, you'll break it. I was like four. He was mm-hmm. like, no. I was like, Dad, please. He said, no. I said, Dad, please. He's like, all right, whatever. If he breaks it, I'll buy another one. And so I was playing on it, and I just learned how to tap out different rhythms and yeah. stuff. And Did you break it? No, I didn't. That thing lasted a solid, what, another five, six years wow. after I first used it. 
And so I would start using it like on little gigs here and there. I start using it on Sundays and Fridays at church. Whoa. And then one Friday, my dad, um, me and my dad, we forgot the drum machine and the drummer didn't show. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Dad, can I play the drum set? The drummer's not here. And he was like, bro, you ain't never played the drum set. No. I said, Dad, please, can I play? <laughs> he said, dude, you might poke a, poke a hole in the drum head or something like that. No. One more time. I said, please. He said, okay, if he pokes a hole in it, I'll just buy a, I'll, I'll just buy another one. Mm-hmm. So I got on the drum set, yeah. hopped right in, right in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And I never played a set before, but apparently I had just – pocket straight from god <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i try to hit like a fill or something like that and i mess up because i'm like four and i've never played before but like for the most part i understood rhythm and timing so i mm-hmm. i had it together and so from there i was playing for a while whenever the main drummer of the group couldn't play oh okay. i would fill in and i remember my favorite gig that i did i was like eight and the drummer had called out my dad was like i need you to play two 45 minute sets can you do that I turned my hat backwards. I said, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I played them two 45-minute sets, right. went to sleep right after. <laughs> wow. And how old were you? I was like eight years old. You was eight already gigging? Yeah. You was doing baby gigs. I was doing baby gigs. Okay. It was It was fun. Those those were the times, man. It okay. was at this one spot in Maryland called the Fish Locker. Mm-hmm. It was like a cafe. You know how like you see like the Neo Soul cafes and stuff like that? Yeah. Think of that, but just gospel music. So oh, that's nice. We, that's what we did, Catching man. Catching the Holy Ghost all the time. It was great. Nice. It was so good. And so <laughs> then I got to middle school when I was like 12 or 13. Mm. My bro Dan put me on the Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, and specifically New Edition. Now, when I heard New Edition, I was like, oh, my God, these dudes are awesome. I remember when we first met mm-hmm. and you and when if this – um. Um, damn, what's the song? <laughs> if it is if a love. it is a love, you was on the desk and everything. I was like, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a cool time. Yeah, cause I would go over his house and stuff, and his dad had like a whole bunch of CDs and different things, and so we would mm-hmm. listen to him. Right. And my parents at the time was like, no secular music, no, no, yeah, no, no. None of that. And so I would sneak and listen to it though. So I I got like I said, really in a new edition. I started playing piano. Can you stand the rain? Was one of the first songs I learned on keys. Oh wow! Mhm. And then um, and then I started singing with it, and I tried to sing like Ralph. I wanted oh to be God. Ralph Tresvant so bad. Oh God! I wanted to be Ralph so bad, and so then I started learning a bunch be, of different. You don't want to be Michael Bivens. <laughs> you don't want to be Michael Bivens. Michael was cool, <laughs> but Michael didn't <laughs> sing like that. Ralph was the lead singer. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Ralph okay. was the lead singer. So about like sixth or seventh grade, I was like, I want to be Ralph. Aww. And then eighth grade came around. I wanted to be Bobby. <laughs> I should shut this show right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be Bobby Brown. I was out there singing my prerogative and stuff. From oh, hallways. God. Okay. So, yeah, the secular music influence kind of came in. <laughs> Around the time, <laughs> you know, middle school, you going through the emotional changes and all. Yeah, yeah. I um got into Usher heavy. My dad was, like, really against Usher because he was, like, the content. Yeah. Especially his more, like, sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, I won't listen to no Usher. When he get out the car. I'm listening to Usher. I'm listening <laughs> to Usher. I'm at school. I'm lit. I was in the eighth grade singing nice and slow to this one what girl. What are you doing? In the that. hallway. I don't know, man. I was just, 
the song was good. I was like, this is a great song. Like, if you don't get to class. <laughs> <laughs> I was a mess, man. But, uh, yeah, Certified Lover Boy kind of took over. The PK, Preacher's Kid, took a back seat. And I was just, Lord have I mercy. was like, love songs is it, man. Oh, that's, my that's gosh. It. So, so, then um, I started writing around eighth grade. You know, oh. I, I started putting together little groups with my friends. We write songs here and there. Aww. We didn't take it too seriously at first, but then my boy Dan had started liking this girl, so he was like, "Bro, I'm gonna write her a song." I said, "Bet," because we we had I had to set up at my house. He came over, he recorded it. I put a rap on it, and then we gave it to her. And as I say, it went platinum in the eighth grade hallways. Oh, <laughs> she was playing it in every classroom, Aww. and so I was like. Oh snap! I want to write songs. Yeah. So, because I, I was like, I like this, and then I was doing different things musically. I was, I did off the wall by Michael Jackson in the talent show. Oh. I tried out for the school play. I was Aladdin, so the music really started becoming okay, a part of Black Aladdin. The okay. Michael Aladdin. All right. <laughs> music started becoming a part of who I was, and yeah. it was always a part of me. But like, I was like, no, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. The songwriting, or just like being an artist, like both. Oh, okay. Both definitely, cause I'd be in class, especially math class, mm-hmm. writing songs instead of doing work. Math is boring anyway. So Facts. Who so you I telling? <laughs> I get it. I would do the same thing. Fine. I kind of do it now. It's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when we last talked off the show, you told me that you were from Delaware. Mm-hmm. So, from Delaware coming to Philly, going to UArts, how did that transition work? Like, how did you handle it and stuff? Being Transit. away from home and because I know you're a commuter, but like being yeah. from home and everything, like how did that? The transition was interesting. Um, as a person, I was just like, Philly is just so open and and there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm in Claymont, which is like right when you get into Delaware, it's this little town and shit. Yeah, there's not much to do. You know. And so I get to Philly, it's like, there's a whole bunch of different like, there's people. There's a fuck ton. There's a fuck ton to do. There's a bunch of people from all different walks of life and stuff. Yeah. A lot of interesting conversations can be had. A lot of experiences can be had. So I was just like, I'm diving right in. Just whoever I can talk to, I'm going to talk to. And so I was very, like my freshman year, I was just so energetic. That's why um, when we were um, walking in the hallway, yeah. MJ was like, this Captain Energy right here. Because I made it known like the first week. I'm coming here. My name is Nico Bryant, and oh, y'all going to know me. Same, same. That's, that's how I it get be. it. So did you feel as if, like, this is where you was like, yeah, this is where I'm going to shine. This is where I'm going to do mm-hmm. what I want to do. Y'all going to know who I am. Do you feel like this school kind of, or Philly kind of made you who you are today? Or, I like, feel other like, things? Like I feel like Philly definitely had a hand in making me who I am, specifically mm-hmm. the artist that I am. Because mm-hmm. back in Delaware, Specifically, like in Wilmington, there's a lot of rappers. Yeah. And it, um, a lot of the rappers at the time, like I was in high school and shit, were following the Fetty Wap, PNB Rock, A Boogie, like those types of formulas. And I'm the cat over here. I'm listening to Usher and D'Angelo and Tony, 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 and uh, all of this. I know. Classic. Huh. I'm listening to like these old school cats and Isley Brothers, Stevie Prince. And everybody kind of was just looking at me like, bro, what are you doing? At first, like, some people was like, it's, it's, it's all right, you know? But most people were like, bro, what are you doing? When I got to Philly, people understood what I was doing. Yeah. And 
going to jam sessions, especially over like the past two years or so, mm-hmm. like when stuff started opening back up, I went to a lot of jam sessions mm-hmm. and just hearing how how the music sounded, you know, because I was always like enamored with the Soulquarians and that whole neo soul yeah. funk thing. Yeah. And then I kind of found it in Philly. I was like, oh, shit. This is what I was looking for. Yeah. And so being around like-minded people and um, people who had more experience with me musically and all, just soaking it all in like a sponge, you know, it helped me to be able to internalize that and bring it out in my own artistry, you mm-hmm. know. Like this this upcoming EP, Reflections, it's, it's all just a lot of the things that I did were like, things that I've kind of thought about since going to jam sessions and all. It's like, it made me think differently. Okay. It was a lot of on-the-fly thinking and training when I was going to these things. So okay. I, I think Philly definitely has helped to mold me into a better artist mm-hmm. and set me on a different path, you know. Mm. Very kind of funk-driven, soulful, and I love it. Okay, so... I know that you are a senior now at yours and everything. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you, you thank made you. made it. You made it. You're at the end of the road. Yes, we are. So how would you describe your time at UArts? My time at UArts? Oh, man. Like I said, freshman year, I came in. I'm like, I'm Nico Bryant, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> now I actually feel like Nico Bryant. Because at first I was kind of just saying it like, I'm Nico Bryant and I'm kind of figuring myself out. And I didn't have, like, a clear grasp on who I was mm-hmm. as a person or as an artist. Yeah. I had, like, an idea of who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like I can say calmly, I'm Nico Bryant. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I know who I am. And it took a lot. It took a lot of mistakes, honestly. Yeah. A lot of mistakes in friendships, possible relationships, situationships. Mm. And the list goes on, you know. Yeah. And a lot of growth and maturity happened during these last four years, and I'm very grateful. Yeah. And also, being here taught me the lesson of, like, collaboration and the importance of community. Oh, yeah. Because I met this one cat my freshman year. His name's Steve. Mm-hmm. And since my since that time I met him, him and I have been working on stuff all the time. I literally just talked to him today about a project we're working on. And he's kind of like my brother in a Aww. way. It's like I met him and he's like, we speak the same language, man. He's like my long lost musical brother. Aww. And I've I've collaborated with a lot of great people since I've been here. And before that, I've I, I worked with like some people, but there wasn't a lot. Because like I said, I'm in Delaware. I'm kind of doing this different thing. Yeah. And a lot of other artists wouldn't really understand the vision that I'm going for. So I kind of right. just kept to myself for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I had no outside input on anything. Everything was me musically, um, what I wore, different things like that. And now it's still a lot of me. But at the same time, it's like I'm, I'm more open to ask for suggestions or help and ask for collaboration here and yeah. there. So that's another thing that I learned while I've been here. Okay. Well, when it came to finding yourself and finding out who Nico Bryant is, before I get to my question, is that why your Instagram name is who is Nico Bryant? Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. And so, 
Can I speak real quick on that? No, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so freshman year, when I came in, it was official Nico Bryant. Yeah. But then halfway through that year, I was like, yeah, I don't know who I am. And I'm going through, like, this shift musically and as a person, and I don't necessarily know who I am right now. So who is Nico Bryant will probably forever be my social media handle because it's it's something that I ask myself every day. And it's this whole self-discovery journey oh, yeah. that I've kind of been on and will continue to be on. Because yeah. today, I could be one version of Nico Bryant. Tomorrow, I could be a completely different person, you yeah. know. And every day is different. Every day like is different, you know. I, I feel you because I'm going through the same thing with, like, self-discovery, trying to figure out who I am. Imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's real. Oh, my God. That's so real. It is. <laughs> it's a headache. <laughs> <laughs> so when it came to finding yourself and finding out who you are as a person uh, and the sacrifices you had to make mm-hmm. in terms of friendships, relationships, situationships, your mindset, how did that play out? How did you manage to like move through that? Honestly, I just kept working at it. Mm. I kept working music-wise. Like when personal things happen, I kind of put it in the music. And then yeah. after I finish it, it's like mm-hmm. I get the clarity. I get somewhat of an answer okay. of how to deal with it, yeah. you know. And um, I remember for a while when I was figuring out my sound, essentially, yeah. or trying to solidify it, yeah. I was just, I spent times just crying. I remember I was crying with my mama one time. I was like, I can't get it. Like, I hear it faintly in my head, but I can't bring it out yet. And so I just kept working at it and kept working at it, kept working at it. And that can just go for anything, you know. It's like if you're down or if you're feeling not so not so great, take a pause, take some time to breathe, assess the situation, yeah. and work at it. You yeah. know? That's personally how I feel about certain things. Okay. And so that's how I've been able to maneuver different ups and downs. <laughs> that's great. So what is your sound? My sound is jukebox soul queen stankadelic. So that's very <laughs> unique and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So breaking it down, jukebox um was a nickname given to me by um one of my best friends from high school. She was like, You are always singing when we're in conversation and I say a certain word or a certain phrase, you somehow find it in your brain to find that in some song lyrics or whatever, then I just randomly start singing it. So she started calling me Jukebox. So that's a part of who I am. I'm always singing. I'm singing a bunch of different things sometimes. One day I'll be singing Jodeci. The next I'll be singing Commission. The next day I'll be singing the Beach Boys, Jimi Hendrix. Definitely a Jukebox. Yeah. Definitely a Jukebox. Definitely a Jukebox, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so okay. I put that, I put a bunch of different things in my music. It's just a gumbo. Right. So then the Soul Quarian, at first it was just Jukebox Soul. Mm-hmm. Like, because it comes from my soul, but then I was like, I want to extend it. I want to give them a little bit more insight to where I'm at and where I'm heading. So, Soul Quarian, for those who don't know, the Soul Quarians were a collective. It was D'Angelo, Jay Dilla, James Poyser, and Questlove. Oh. And they used to, um, from what was it, 98 to about 2002, were in the studio in Electric Lady mm-hmm. in New York. And they had, like, Common, Erica Badu, a bunch of other artists come through and just collaborate and just create this this sound of, like, 
raw funk, soul, and rock. Like, D'Angelo's Voodoo, that was all I talked about. Like, when I first came here, that album and just D'Angelo in general. So I was like, I want to be like him. D'Angelo heavy. Heavy. Mm. I was like, I wanted to be just like him. I wanted to have that sort of funk sound to my stuff. Mm. And then Stankadelic. The stank came from Outkast, Stankonia, <laughs> and all of that stuff. You know how they were kind of out there and eclectic with their shit. Yeah. And then Adelic, Funkadelic, um, partially also from Gospel Delic, which was Raphael Sadiq sound. It's kind of he just took Funkadelic sound of that kind of psychedelic rock thing and then put it with some gospel music. So essentially, my sound is just. The next step in my mind of like, what would some of these people do? You know, okay. that's just how I view it. So, when did you come up with the name for it? Like, <laughs> did it just come up one day in class? Did it come up when you was just driving, or how did that name just come up about? Like, was you just like, ah, uh, that's what it is. <laughs> Jukebox Soul happened. The original version of the name happened. It was like November of 2020. Because that year, at the beginning of the year, I saw Luke James in concert. Really? Yeah. And it was crazy because he was, I was talking to him. I said, I want to be just like you, man. I want to I want to be able to perform and be out there and do different things. He said, man, you almost there. I know it. I said, how you know? He said, I can just feel it. And then he was performing and stuff like that. And he was performing his new stuff off his new album, which that show was on a, a Wednesday. The album came out like it was a few days later. And so people were confused. They were like, what is this? This is kind of out there in a way. Like, we don't, they didn't know how to feel about it. But me, I was like, this shit is crazy. <laughs> like, I understand everything that you're doing musically. I know where it's coming from, too. Like, uh, like uh, I know what you're doing. Exactly. Like, like I see you. We here with we it. We here with it, you know? <laughs> and so from being there with it, I spent most of 2020 just experimenting with my own sound yeah. and trying to find something. So. The whole Before I Go Blind EP happened mm-hmm. where I was just trying on a few different hats. I did a song called These Days, which was talking about my quarantine life. And I used auto-tune on there, which I hadn't done before. <laughs> I made the beat kind of woozy sounding. I was just taking some risks creatively. You were just trying stuff. I was trying stuff. And then some of that stuff ended up sticking in a way. And so I, I, I was... I was working on Forever Feeling mm-hmm. when I kind of when the sound name kind of hit me. Mm-hmm. I was like Jukebox Soul, and um, honestly, I gotta give a shout out to Steve because I wouldn't have got to, to Steve. I wouldn't have got to the sound without him. Because when we did, when we met, we worked on a song um, called "Remember the September Song," and yeah. that beat and his kind of production. And it, it, it inspired me to seeing him work and like his influences kind of seeped into my influences and we kind of created this thing together. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, OK, everything has to sort of be built around this thing. Yeah. This kind of melding of our sounds. And so shout out to you, Steve. Shout Steve does Steve. music. My guy. Shout out to Steve. So and then it, it became Jukebox Soul Crane Stankadelic um, earlier this year. Because I had wrote Cougar, then I did this song, um, Broken Record. Uh, my boy Alex Spangler, he goes here too. 
he wrote it and he brought it to me. He was like, what you think? And usually I don't let people like write for me or whatever, but mm-hmm. him and I have worked together before, so I trust his pen. I was like, oh, this is dope. He said it just needs a second verse. I threw a second verse on there, and it's just, it was a different type of arrangement and composition, like the, the tempo changes, which y'all are going to hear when it comes out yeah. um, on October 7th. October. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was just different. I was like, yeah, this is some different out there shit. Uh-huh. Like, it's funky, it's adventurous musically. So I was like, this is kind of stankadelic with it. And so I was like, <laughs> stankadelic. I like the way that sounds. Then I was like, so how am I going to put that together? So then all of a sudden, Jukebox, Soul Crane, Stankadelic. Cause I'm jukebox. Jukebox. Mm-hmm. Soul. Soul Quarian. Soul Quarian. Stankadelic. Yeah. It's Juke, like, it's like. Jukebox. Soul Quarian. Soul Quarian. Stankadelic. stankadelic. I like the name of it. It's, <laughs> it's a really nice name. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. So when it comes to your new album, which is called. Reflections. Reflections. And it's an EP, by the way. An EP. It was only EP. Okay. Yeah. So, how would you describe the EP? Um, I describe the EP as like pretty much everything I've been through over the past year. Okay. Because after Forever Feelings wrapped up, because that wrapped up like May of 2021. Yeah. And the same time that wrapped up, so did a very tumultuous relationship that I was in. Oh. It was a strange relationship to say the least, and um. It's kind of documented in the music. So it starts with my song, Nobody Has to Know. Yeah. Uh, from the Foreplay EP. Then it goes to Love of My Life, Sunny, from the same EP. Aww. And then it also goes to Sunset. So her nickname was Sunny. And I, I <laughs> that, that was a nickname I gave her. So Sunset was kind of the, the song I wrote literally the day after we broke up. And so I went through a lot of bullshit emotionally and not dealing with it. Oh. And so that's what led to me having to start therapy and stuff like that. And yeah. through therapy, I kind of got the tools to better myself as a person. Mm-hmm. And then I started writing again because I didn't write for a good minute besides oh. um, besides the stuff I did for like the soliloquy project, which wasn't really like. I wasn't throwing my personal life into that because I was like, I just want this to be like an upbeat, fun project. Yeah. And I'm not in that space. Yeah. But let me like go there musically. Mm-hmm. And um, so with my own stuff was reflections of pretty much everything I've been through over the year. Broken record, even though I didn't write it, that's something that actually happened. Like I was going through something with somebody I was dealing with and we were kind of having the same conversation over and over and over and over and over again, like a broken record. Oh, then wow. I like that. Yeah. Well, well not that, but I know, I like, like how I put it into yes. the, yeah. And so then, um, there's a song called Miss Lady. It was about a, a girl I went on a date, o- I went on a date with, right? Yeah. And her and I had this conversation and I pretty much write the song, I wrote the song about my thoughts kind of after the conversation. Yeah. But then something happened with me and that girl and her friends had got involved and her friends were people that I thought were cool with me, but they weren't. 
so that's when the song Shady People came along. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and so there's that. Um, Honeymoon Phase Forever is a love song that I wrote. Yeah. Because I was like, I want to write a good love song. I was like feeling some love at the moment. I was like, let me let me use this, you know. Then um, Party's Over, that's a joint that I wrote um, uh, after a party. Oh. So it was pretty much just like, the morning after a party, you know, just okay. waking up and looking and seeing, oh, shit, this is the person I danced with last night. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like, that's great. Like, that's great. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to your relationships and your past relationships mm-hmm. and the things that you've been through, do you kind of now know what things you will and will not allow in a relationship Absolutely. anymore? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I... Definitely do not want to feel like an option or like I'm number two. Yeah. Because I'm going to keep it real. With that sunny situation, that started because I was number two. I was a, I was a side dude. No. I was. No. And you know what the thing is? I let myself be a side dude. I let myself be a side dude. Yeah. But never again will I do that. That's that's something that I just personally won't accept. I won't go through that again. No, you shouldn't. Like it's a self worth thing, you know. So yeah. Over that time, did it help? Like, well, it did. But like, do you, do you now kind of realize your worth and everything when it comes to relationships? Like, because like that's important and stuff. Because yeah. no one wants to feel like that. <laughs> I like I I don't want no one to feel as if like like you're not number two. You're number one. Yeah. So it's great that you kind of like worked through that and stuff, even taking the necessary steps needed and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you think you'll be in a relationship soon, or like, do you feel as if like this is a time just for you, your education, your music, your things, and then the lovey dovey stuff will just come at a later date? <laughs> um, I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship, but if it comes, just let it come. Then I'll let it. You what sign are you? I'm Aquarius. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> See, right now what I'm doing is I'm pretty much I'm just chilling, like you said, and focusing on my music and focusing on my schoolwork, trying to trying to get out of here. <laughs> but it's um, a long ass road. Let me tell you. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long road. <laughs> For sure. But um, yeah, I'm focused on kind of I got my priorities straight and I'm focusing on those things. Yeah. And then. If I can, I'll get a little some some here and there. Some cougar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if they if they come my way and and the situation's right, then yeah. But um, just whenever I can, you know. Okay. Uh, I'm not actively like, hey, who trying? Who trying? No, to fuck? That ain't no, me. it's a it's a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a time and place. Yeah. For everything, so it's good. Like, you know, like this is a time for you and your music and what you want to do in the dealing with someone else will you know come later Mm -hmm. so what do you want to do when you graduate when i graduate um i kind of have like this loose idea i want to either go to the apollo theater and try out the whole amateur night thing see how that goes Mm -hmm. or go in the voice or something like that or see if i can snag a background gig on somebody's tour consistently or Mm -hmm. open act for the regional tour or whatever i don't know it's kind of just all loose and up in the air, but... Why is it up in the air? I mean, I don't know, because I haven't really decided on what exactly I'm doing. But 
I know it'll be something that's gonna make me happy. You just wanna do everything. <laughs> yeah. Anything to get you in the door, anything that'll help you out. Yeah. Are you doing any gigs now? Um Nah. <laughs> no? No, nah, surprisingly. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> what you mean you don't know? <laughs> what I said, I don't know. <laughs> like honestly, if I could gig more consistently, I would. There was a situation earlier this year where I was gigging somewhat consistently, right? Yeah. But then that kind of that thing kind of fell apart from like the inside of that whole operation. Mm. So I've kind of just been doing what I've been doing. I'm going to open mics here and there or mm-hmm. whatever. Just jamming, getting my name out there. And I love that, honestly, because it's like I'm singing. I feel good. Yeah. I'm just having a good time with it. But I do want to get back to gigging consistently. Yeah. That's definitely something I want to do because I love connecting with people. I mm-hmm. love connecting. Specifically, I love connecting with women and seeing how my art resonates with them because, like, my songs are always pretty much too and inspired by a woman for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so I just like seeing how that kind of resonates with them. Well, what have the ladies said about your music? They love my voice. They like my <laughs> writing and how <laughs> I'm not like. In certain songs, I talk about like sex or making love, but I'm never like vulgar with it. Mm-hmm. I, I try to always be respectful. No matter what the situation may be, because I wrote a song "Backslide," mm-hmm. and that joint is it's intense. It's talking about you know a young man going to a young woman's place, picking up his stuff after they've ended kind of roughly, mm-hmm. and then they start having sex because that happens sometimes. Like, you know, people go over to people's places, they just get the, just to get their stuff. Somebody starts arguing, and next thing you know, they fucking. I mean, if you heard Kendrick Lamar's album, we cried, uh, his album, his new album, yeah. and it's all we cry together. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's I mean, yeah, so I get it. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. But, you know, I always try to be respectful when I'm writing a song, you know, even if I'm talking like, when I, when I wrote Cougar, Take Me For A Spin, I was like, yeah, you know, your booty moving like you got hot drops and shit. I'm just, I'm talking <laughs> shit, but I'm being respectful at the same time because I don't want to, like, offend nobody or they be, like, turned off, be like, Boy, bye. That's no, something like that. But it's, it's funny in a good way. It's like, <laughs> you think that? Like, you know, it's, <laughs> that of, it's that type of thing. So I like how you kind of like, because I don't know nothing about cars. <laughs> y'all know this. But I like how <laughs> I don't know nothing about cars. But I like how you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's honest. That's honest. I <laughs> like, if you ask me about a certain car, I'll just look at you like. Like, you got, like, three heads. Like, okay, that's a pretty car. That's a pretty car. Yeah, it's very pretty. So, I like how you relating it to, you know, vehicles and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I did have a question. So, what was the creative process like? So when, What was the creative process like when writing Cougar? Sorry. The um, creative process, my boy Steve did the beat, sent it to me, and I just was like, what am I do here? What am I do? And then, like I said, I found out about the car, and yeah. I wrote the, um, I wrote the first verse, and then I wrote the hook. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about the hook, um, people don't really know about this till I say it, and then it clicks in their mind like, oh, so in that part where I say cougar, yes, that was inspired by this movie called The Warriors, uh-huh. and um. 
if anybody's seen it, y'all know that kid was hanging out the car with the two bottles clinking. He said, Warriors, come out and play. And so for, for, for the younger folks who don't know that movie, if y'all know Flavor in Your Ear by Craig Mack, the remix, and y'all hear Puff at the beginning, Bad Boy. I do know that. Yeah. I do know that. So that's where I got that from. That's why I did that. Cougar. So like a like a call. Yeah. Like a mating call. That's what it was, essentially. Okay, so you cat call it. Right? <laughs> See? <laughs> cat call <laughs> You cat call it. All right. I love that. That's okay. That's funny. So then I couldn't come up. I was stumped on the second verse for like three weeks. Three weeks. And then I was like, all right, let me run back the sort of melody from the first part. Mm-hmm. Then, um, of course, I had little variations. Then I hit the beep, beep, you got the keys. That part. And I added a little car horn to be funny. And then after that, I was like, okay, now what? Because I don't want to <laughs> go straight back into the chorus. So I was like, let me name some of the women that I had crushed on when I was a kid, you know. Nia Long, Melissa Ford, Janet Jackson, yada, yada, yada. The list goes on. And the list is longer than that, honestly. Word, word. I, I, I ain't even named all of them. I just named <laughs> some of them. But I had to name Miss Parker. And then put my Hi, Miss Parker. When you want to let me fuck, Miss Parker? <laughs> I, had to put the, I had to put that in the song. Because Friday is one of my favorite movies. And uh, I made uh, another connection on a song on Forever Feeling So Poppin'. Mm-hmm. I said, call me Smokey, because all I got to say is, damn! So, you, you hear the references here and there. That's that's just me. <laughs> I like making references to shit. I know on my next album, somewhere on there, I'm going to make like a Speed Racer reference, because I love Speed Racer. Really? Yeah, that was like my favorite cartoon, and when the movie came out, I was like, this is amazing. Okay. So, I know I'm going to make another reference to something that i love and i love doing that so people kind of get a glimpse of my personality too so it's not just like y'all just getting straight r&b music it's a little bit of everything it's a little bit of everything it's a little little bit bit of of nico yeah okay put myself in there so when it comes to your ep are there any features on the ep or is it just you i have one feature on there just one yeah just one who nariella Nari, she goes. Nari. Yeah, she all she also goes to UArts. Um, amazing, amazing vocalist, amazing songwriter. Oh, she's great. And um, I had met her during my sophomore year, and I had wanted to work with her ever since. And so we finally, I finally was like, "Yo, I got a record. I got this one." So she's on Honeymoon Phase Forever, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, at the time of this recording, today's Wednesday. Yep. On Friday, that's when uh the singles dropping. Honeymoon? Yeah, this Friday. Because I was like, I'm going to give him another one. I'm going to give him another one before the EP uh-huh. come out. So y'all get to hear that we and get enjoy it. A little song, song, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. So will it be any visuals to the Cougar? Will it be visuals to the EP? Like, what are your features with it when it drops? Because it's dropping soon. Like, mm-hmm. next week? Yeah, next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. So, like, what's going on after that? Like, we get um, visuals? I need visuals. <laughs> Um, I have, we, I'm almost done the treatment for the Cougar video. So now I just got to, you know, solidify a few different things and then that should be out. Okay. Before the end of the year. Okay. 
and then um might have another one for honeymoon phase forever it all depends you know because right after this drop a few weeks after like right at the top of november i'm starting a soliloquy campaign thing okay so can you describe the campaign and how that is so soliloquy is this group is me steve and my friend yoji who i met um over instagram she's from the uk Oh, okay. So we made the whole album. We started in October last year. We finished it like um, June. So we did it like all over Zoom. Oh, Lord, that's an alarm. (laughs) So I did it all over Zoom. Um, I recorded from my place. Steve did the beats in his dorm. She recorded her parts back in her place in the U.K. And we got 10 dope songs. Uh, We actually have some more we about to record for like post the album's drop and so okay that's gonna be good okay think like lucy pearl but in 2022 lucy pearl but in 2022 yeah okay well i am looking forward to it Mm -hmm. and thank you for being on the show thank you for having me you really are a quick storyteller (laughs) thank you for that um if you guys have it you need to listen to cougar Mm -hmm. it's all all platforms right yes you listen to us old stuff too you need to look at his videos on Instagram. His Instagram is who is Nico Bryant, mm-hmm. right? Right. That's is who is N I C O B R Y A N T. All that. All that. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, I just want to give a shout out to the folks who worked on Reflections. Steve does music. Nari, Alex Spangler, and production team known as Aura. Uh, that's my peoples. Dante Carter, Chad Paul from New York. Shout out to y'all. Thank y'all so much for helping me make a special project. Yes, yes, and that was rather amuse with your host. Monique Wilson, available episodes every single Friday. We are all on platforms. Thank you again to UIS Radio, Michael Johnson, my fans near and far, new and old. And we will see y'all next week. Bye.